Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today's the WRL weather alert day. I'm tracking a complex of thunderstorms that's producing some severe weather that will arrive here later today in two rounds. I'll show you when to expect it. It was just kind of a scary moment to figure out, like, what are we going to do? People like that scared. They're from the triangle and they're worried as this tragedy in Hawaii is growing. Officials are giving an update this morning. The death toll from the devastating wildfires there is now 36 people. We'll learn more this morning about the long-term effects of the high costs at the grocery store, how experts are interpreting new data about the prices we are paying. It is 6 o'clock. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us on this WRL Weather Alert Day as we have new weather data coming in to let you know about the potential for severe storms. We're here to get you ready. I'm Renee Chu. And I'm Jeff Hogan. Great to have you along here. Thanks for making us part of your routine. We all remember Monday, okay? Mm -hmm. We don't have to go back and jog the memory that far and what that produced. Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center. This is level two. Covers the whole state practically. Uh, Monday was a level three risk, and we did have widespread wind damage, trees down, and power outages. And so a level two is a step down. And what that means is that our coverage is likely to be less. The storms could be just as intense, but we'll likely see fewer of them. Damaging wind would be our biggest threat, and this does cover our entire viewing area. An isolated tornado is not out of the question. It's likely to come in two waves. The first wave between 10 and 1, and the second between 3 and 6. And of course, damaging winds would be our biggest threat, and an isolated tornado is not out of the question. Here's a look at the system now. It's held together uh, as a strong system overnight. It is producing some severe thunderstorm warnings here in southeast Tennessee, crossing the mountains, and it will arrive here again a little later this morning. It doesn't get here in time for the morning commute. So you shouldn't have to worry about it for, the, for that time frame. But at lunchtime, we'll likely see some of these strong storms across our area. Here's 7 a.m. We'll pause it again at around 10 to 11. And you can start to see that line of thunderstorms moving in. It's likely to be with us up until around 1 o'clock and slides eastward. We could have a break. The more sunshine we see early this afternoon, the stronger the storms could be later this afternoon and evening. We'll likely see some of those developing around 4 or 5 o'clock and continuing until around 6 by 7 o'clock it looks like the threat would be over. It's cloudy right now in downtown Raleigh, 77 the temperature, our dew point 68, so it feels warm and muggy this morning. It still will be a hot afternoon with that break in the rain. It should allow us to climb to around 90 degrees. Another chance of some storms tomorrow. We'll walk you through that as well coming up in just a bit. Brett. Thanks, Elizabeth. I'm in for Brian Trader this morning. It's 6.02 and we're taking a live look at I-40 at Fayetteville Road as we have a few cars starting to show up out there on the roadways as people head to work on this Thursday morning, but nothing too bad. Widespread, uh, uh, no delays coming into Raleigh on all of our delay maps here. We have just some one minute delay coming on US-1 southbound from the Wake Forest area. Over in the Durham area, same story, really no delays on all of our major routes, all in the green so far this morning. We'll continue to check back in every 10 minutes here on WRL. I'm Michael Grayson, the WRAL breaking news tracker in Durham, where police are investigating a hit and run that happened at around 3.30. Now, officers say the car that you see there in the trees ran a red light on Durham Chapel Hill Boulevard 
and then hit another car that was turning left coming off of 40. Now, the driver who did crash into the trees fled the scene after the two people who were in the car that was hit were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say they plan to process the car that hit into the trees and try to figure out who the driver is from there. We're going to be staying in contact with police with any updates on this investigation. In Durham, Michael Grace, WREL News. A tragic and devastating update this morning about those massive wildfires burning on the Hawaiian island of Maui. Local officials announced just about two hours ago the death toll has jumped now to 36 people. Those deaths are in the town of Lahaina, where this video shows the community just burnt to the ground there. The lieutenant governor says recovery will take years. We also learned in a 3 a.m. news conference, 11,000 people have been evacuated from the island since the fire started. Another 2,000 are expected to fly out later today. The island's main highway is back open again, so that gives people a better chance to get to the airport and get out. WRL's Laura Levine is joining us live from the airport at RDU this morning as Hawaiian officials urge tourists to postpone their trips going to the islands. North Carolinians uh, are already there, Laura. Jeff, good morning. Yes, we spoke with a family who is from Garner. They traveled here from RDU to Hawaii for a birthday celebration and 10-year anniversary. We now know they are really dealing with a difficult and devastating experience. Get a look at what Hawaii is facing right now, just up in flames from these images. Crews continue to battle fires in Maui and the Big Island, which have been fanned in part by strong winds from Hurricane Dora, a Category 4 storm. This coupled with dry spells and lack of rain there, really made the situation worse. As we know now, at least 36 people have died in the fires in Maui, and at least 271 structures have been damaged or destroyed in the western Maui town of Lahaina. The family from Garner we spoke with, well, they say they are located in the southern part of the island, which is a good thing, but they could still see and hear the winds blowing the flames at a rapid pace. We were planning to go to that side of the island today for the second half of our trip and there was no notification from the hotels. We found out that all the power's down, the phone lines are down and um, uh, you know it was just kind of a scary moment to figure out like what are we going to do. And there's really no telling how long they will be stuck there. Officials in Hawaii right now say that it may take weeks or even months for them to determine the full extent of the damage. Laura Levine, WREL News, live at RDU. And we have some video that shows the desperation the people in Maui are dealing with, trying to escape the wildfires and the heat from those flames by running and jumping into the ocean. This is cell phone video captured by a man who was on a boat as those flames and smoke filled the air. The U.S. Coast Guard rescued 14 people out of the water. And happening now in the WREO Live Center, Jeff, you just mentioned that early morning news conference. We also heard from Hawaii's lieutenant governor who toured this devastation, and she was clearly moved by what she saw. We are um, so heartbroken and we are just so deeply um, saddened by the tragedy on Maui, um, especially for individuals um, who lost family members, friends. Of course, this is a developing story. We will continue to update this story during our newscasts, of course, on WRL.com and the WRL News app. Also, Ken, coming up on today, NBC News' Miguel Almaguer reports live from Maui as these deadly fires rage on. Today is coming up right after this newscast, 7 o'clock here on WRL.
More breaking news. One person is hurt and four people are out of their home after an overnight fire in Fayetteville. This happened on Mesa Drive off Santa Fe Drive just after one this morning. Crews from Fayetteville and Fort Liberty Fire Departments found heavy fire and smoke coming out of the home. One person was taken to the hospital for treatment. We're working to learn more about that person's condition. Police in Raleigh are working to make an arrest after a woman was reportedly kidnapped near Crabtree Valley Mall. Police found the woman safe at a home on Turner Street around 3 yesterday afternoon. We saw crews towing a vehicle that, according to scanner traffic, is registered to the kidnapping victim but used by the kidnapper. Police say they don't believe there is any threat to the public. Today, we'll also learn more about the rising prices of the things we buy every day as the Federal Reserve considers raising interest rates again. Now, the Consumer Price Index for July is due out at 8.30 this morning. It shows where prices stand for gas and groceries and other day-to-day -day items. Economists think it'll show inflation is slowing down, but possibly not enough to get the Federal Reserve to stop raising interest rates. NC State economist Mike Walden said, unfortunately, we're not likely to see prices return to pre-pandemic levels. We're never going to see the prices we had in 2019 before this all started. We're never going to see those again for most items. But what we want to see eventually is for people's salaries to rise enough that they can afford these higher prices. And unfortunately, in my opinion, my estimation, we're a long way away from that, probably two or three years away from that. So the CPI in a couple hours, this report will be followed by the producer price index, the PPI, tomorrow, and that measures inflation on the wholesale market. We're just a few hours away from Virgin Galactic's historic mission. This time, the space launch includes a cabin full of civilian passengers. Three of them will be blasted to the edge of space. It is the same ship that sent Sir Richard Branson and his crew beyond the stratosphere in 2021. This is the latest move in the new space race. Keisha Shahaf and her 18-year-old daughter, Anna, won their seats for today's mission in a lottery. And they will now become the first mother-daughter duo to go to space. The launch is set for this morning at 11. And we're at 6.09 right now. The family of a Wilson boy who was killed in a shooting is honoring his memory. The change Cannon Hinnant's mother is pushing for three years after his death. Hundreds of thousands of North Carolinians who could benefit from Medicaid expansion are hanging in the balance of budget negotiations. What state health leaders say needs to happen if lawmakers can't come to an agreement. And today is a WRL weather alert day. Look at this cluster of thunderstorms that's getting ready to move across the mountains. That will arrive here after the morning commute. I'll show you what time you could see it where you are. Stay safe with the latest WRL Weather Alert Day info. Get up to the minute weather and traffic conditions when you get in your car. In Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3. It is 612 and we have a level two risk for severe storms across our entire viewing area today. Damaging wind would be our biggest threat like we saw on Monday, but the difference will be we'll see fewer storms. That level three risk for severe storms uh, did end up producing a lot of severe storms with a lot of wind damage and power outages. We'll see fewer of those most likely today, not the same amount of coverage. We have cloudy skies this morning. We've had a few sprinkles. You can see back to the west, a little bit of light patchy rain there, mainly around Greensboro and uh, into the Sand Hills. but we'll see that really 
increasing as we get closer to lunchtime today. We take a look at what's happening across the area. Lots of cloud cover from Fayetteville to Durham to Wilson. Our temperatures are mostly in the mid-70s right now. Make sure you do grab your umbrella before you head out the door this morning. We have two rounds of storms. We'll walk you through it. Brett? Thanks, Elizabeth. Let's take a look at traffic. We got all green all the way across the map. That's the good news so far this morning. Coming in from Wendell on I-87, 540, the Beltline all in the green as well, and 40 from the Johnson County area up through Raleigh and over to Durham, also in the green. I-40 at Lake Wheeler Road. That's our live look out there right now. A little bit of traffic starting to build here on this Thursday morning. We'll continue to check back in with you every 10 minutes, Renee. Brett, thanks. The family of a little boy murdered in Wilson three years ago is honoring his memory. Ken and Hinnett's family gathered for a vigil last night to mark the anniversary of his 2020 death. The five-year-old was riding his bike when he was shot and killed by a neighbor. That man, Darius Sessoms, is now serving a life sentence without possibility for parole. Cannon's mom has a message about kids being victims of gun violence. Don't put the kids in the middle. They're innocent. They have a whole life ahead of them. And us adults, they look at us to protect them. My mind was not there. Cannon's mom has previously said people who kill children should face the death penalty. She says she's working with state lawmakers to create a new law in her son's name. New developments this morning in the legal trouble surrounding former President Donald Trump. A search warrant has been obtained for his Twitter account, and it's tied to the investigation into whether he tried to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Newly unsealed court documents show the request from special counsel Jack Smith. Twitter and the special counsel's office spent months debating whether or not Trump should be told about the warrant. Twitter, which is now rebranded X, was barred from telling Trump, but those records are now public. State Health Secretary Cody Kinsley is calling on state lawmakers to let Medicaid expansion go into effect by October 1st. Lawmakers approved the expansion back in March, but they made it dependent on approving a state budget. That budget is more than a month late, and negotiations have reached a stalemate. Medicaid expansion could be delayed until December if lawmakers don't reach a deal this month. Kinsley says if they don't, they should change the law to let Medicaid expansion start without it. Give me one sentence of authority, shove it in any other bill, and let's get this done because we can still stick the landing on October 1 and we have got to get it done for people. Lives are hanging in the balance. Expansion is expected to provide health care coverage for more than half a million people. And four out of five of them are lower income workers who cannot afford to buy health insurance. The federal government and health care providers will cover the cost, not state taxpayers. This morning on Today, the spotlight shines on a North Carolina wildlife rescue's mission. Appalachian Wildlife Refuge near Asheville works to help rescue and rehabilitate injured animals with the goal of returning them to their homes in the wild. NBC News' Emily Aketa visited the refuge and saw their workforce firsthand. Just how good does it feel when you get to see that animal back into the wild? It's something that's almost indescribable. Maybe we're not saving a whole population, but we have made a big difference for that one animal. And you can see more of the work that is happening at Appalachian Wildlife Refuge this morning at 7 on today right here on WRAL. 
It is 616 on this WRL weather alert day. Elizabeth Gardner is tracking the storms to our west and when they'll arrive here, Elizabeth. We take a look at the big picture. We have this warm front and all these storms are developing along and near that warm front. We had a, a severe thunderstorm. Uh, we, had, we had a tornado watch that was back to the west overnight last night. Um, no watches in effect, but we've had a lot of warnings along these lines of thunderstorms stretching all the way down into uh, Georgia and Alabama and moving across the mountains of North Carolina. We'll zoom in and you can see some of those severe thunderstorm warnings. That last one expired, but we'll likely see more of this as it moves across the mountains. You can see a lot of heavy rain here as well as a lot of lightning with the system. We move over our part of North Carolina and there may be a sprinkle or two. We have cloudy skies out there for us this morning. There are more showers starting to move closer to the triad area and those are on their way in our direction. It is a level two risk for severe storms. Damaging wind would be the biggest threat. Isolated tornadoes would be possible. A lot of folks are still remembering uh, Monday when we had that level three risk for severe storms. The difference will be the number of storms, not necessarily the intensity. These storms coming through could produce some damaging winds and knock down trees, but we'll likely see fewer of them with a level two than we did with that level three on Monday. Here's a look at Futurecast. As we get into the 10 o'clock hour, we're watching those thunderstorms moving across the mountains and getting close to our viewing area. Between 10 and 1 is when we'll likely see round one, especially from the triangle area northward. But there's lunchtime, and you can see those storms stretching all the way down toward Fayetteville. We'll likely see those continuing until one or two o'clock and then moving out. We may have a bit of a break and then between three and six o'clock, another round of storms develops across our area. And in this case, some of those could be stronger. So it may be this afternoon's storms that will have a better chance of producing some wind damage across our area. And it should be all out of here by around seven. For round one, our western counties could see some rain as early as nine to 10 o'clock between 11 and one right through the middle of the viewing area, including uh, the Triangle area, and then between noon and two in our eastern counties along the I-95 corridor. We take a look at Futurecast for Friday. We have another chance for some showers and thunderstorms. Pretty late in the day, there's lunchtime, and as we get into three or four o'clock, we're seeing a few scattered showers, but during the evening is when we'll have a better chance of some stronger storms. Right now, we're not looking at a risk for severe weather. 70% chance today, 30 Friday. We get into a 20% chance on Monday and back to 50 uh, Sunday, and then 50 on Monday. Right now, it's quiet. Lots of cloud cover on all of our cameras this morning, and we'll see that chance of rain picking up as we get closer to lunchtime. The next thing that happens is heat for the weekend. We're back in the mid-90s. I'll show you when we could see potentially a heat advisory. Brett? Thanks, Elizabeth. I'm in for Brian Schrader this morning at 619, and we're taking a live look at I-40 at Trinity Road on the western part of Raleigh. As you come into Raleigh, a little bit of traffic and a little bit of traffic leaving Raleigh. People maybe headed out to RTP or the Durham area, but so far we're smooth sailing out there on the roadways and delay-free coming into Raleigh on all of our major routes. Let's take a look over at Durham as well. Same thing, delay-free all the way around on all of those major routes in and out of Durham. Good news so far this morning, Renee and Jeff. We'll hope that it continues. Certainly do. Brett, thanks. A new COVID-19 variant is causing concern as the number of cases goes up. What new data in North Carolina is showing as the CDC issues details about the new strain? And FBI agents shoot and kill a man they say threatened the president and vice president. Capitol Police saying the number of threats against political figures is historically high. And here are your NC Education winning lottery numbers on your screen right now. This What's Trending report, sponsored by Rug & Home. 
This morning and what's trending in North Carolina is still buzzing after a visit from Queen Bee. Yeah, fans packed Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte last night for a sold out Beyonce show. Those crowds came in all decked out in their gear for Beyonce's stop on a Renaissance World Tour. Members of the Beehive worked countless hours. You have to imagine on those outfits in preparation for the big night. <laughs> well, when you go to see the Queen Bee, you got to look the part. And one man even said he spent 20 hours bedazzling his vest. So <laughs> lots of sparkle and shimmer, but the Queen Bee in the Queen City. It was a vibe. Only happens once. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Check this out. Speaking of happening once, Weston Wilson in his first major league game after seven years in the minors hits a home run in his first at bat. Oh. Say what? Yeah. He's a high point native at North Carolina Connection and his parents in the crowd were celebrating. It certainly was a memorable first game. So his teammate, pitcher Michael Lorenzen, tossed a no hitter. <laughs> so what a game. You know, this guy makes his major league <laughs> debut. This is incredible. Parents are there. You can't start off any better right after more than 700 games in the minors. Battled injuries, took a year off, drove a, a, a food service, you know, drove, drove a Uber. I mean, this guy, and then he does that, a home run in his first at bat. He said when he was running around the bases, he just couldn't even feel his legs. I mean, it's just all surreal. You only get one chance at the first at bat. Can't do much better. That's awesome. Good yeah. for him. Today is National S'mores Day, and the town of Morrisville is getting in on the festivities by changing its name to S'moresville. Mayor T.J. Cawley will read the proclamation changing the town's name before the celebration begins at Morrisville Community Park. And this is the best part. The event offers free s'mores from 6 to 7 p.m., as well as craft activities for kids and live music. The town was made for that day. <laughs> An Alaskan biker is gaining some fame for riding his bike backwards. Will Walker says, you know, it's actually easier. That's what he says. And good for quad muscles. He first started riding bicycles this way 10 years ago. Now he just finished a 500-mile bike race across the state of Iowa. He was with 30,000 other riders, but he was the only one to do it like this, looking over his shoulder. Walker recorded his journey, which could be a world record for longest distance riding backwards on a bike. Quite a workout. Gosh, look at the quads. We are just two days away from the Carolina Panthers preseason kickoff. They take on the New York Jets Saturday, Bank of America Stadium. The game is kicking at 4 p.m. WRO sports crew will be there with coverage before and after the game. A new economic report set to release in a couple of hours will give us a better look at inflation. Coming up, I'll show you how this relates to what you'll be paying at your next grocery trip. And today is a WRL weather alert day. I'm tracking this huge complex of thunderstorms that's just to our west. I'll show you what time it arrives in our area. It's heartbreaking, you know, to see um, that place so destroyed. A tragic update from Hawaii this morning, where the death toll from wildfires there has climbed to 36. WRL's talking with people from the Triangle who are there in Hawaii as the devastation unfolds. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. Well, what's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Go! 
can score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.